recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. Take these broken wings, it's Mr. Mister. Broken wings. Son of a beasting. Chris. I thought it was about a tree falling. I thought I was talking about a person going down. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Carmella. My vodka is telling me that no, they didn't. And the answer is yes, they were in 1854. You lied to me. Ben. Jonathan was literally, he was literally about to break things. He wasn't kidding. He was about to get it from his desk and destroy something valuable. (laughs) And the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. All right, welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. I am here today with a smiling Carmela Smith. Carmela, why are you smiling? <laughs> that was a very energetic introduction that you just gave. Do you know why? <laughs> why? So I've started doing that intentionally because the music now on the intro that hits is not low key. It's That's like true. It's like energetic. And so I feel like I need to match that energy <laughs> off the intro in order for it to sound good. So it just took me by surprise. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, you were normal, you were normal, and now you're way up here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Carmelo. Yes. We have a super crowded screen right now. We do. Not a crowded house, because no, Ben a, is gone. Yeah, Ben left. Ben said, screw you guys, I'm going home. Bon voyage, Benjamin. <laughs> but to make up for it, we have the general David Levesy in the house, or I'm sorry, David Levesy, Levesy in the house. It's Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back, my friend. We have Colonel Matt Chestnut in the house. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. How you doing? Welcome, my friend. Thank you. We have Lieutenant Colonel Anna Piper in the house. Hello, Anna. Hello. And we have... Are you a captain or a major, Jeremy? I don't even know. Jeez, neither do I. We're going to call him Major. We're going to make we have Major Jeremy Condon in the house. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of a major jerk. So, you know, that'll work. All right. That fits for me. So we have some awesome people on today's show. I'm really excited, but let's get to know them a little bit first. So, David, remind everybody where you're from and just tell us something interesting because everybody knows that you're a super smart person who does sciencey stuff. So I live in Austin, Texas. Um, something interesting. Tell us about uh, how much you love tennis and why. Oh my gosh, I love tennis so much. So um, I actually started playing tennis in 2012 because I moved to Canada for work. So I sound really energetic and lovely and extroverted, but I'm actually kind of introverted, which is kind of an interesting fact. And so I could really easily just watch movies all the time and eat food and just you know let myself go. And I was like, you know what? I should play a sport. And tennis always kind of seemed interesting, so... Kind of, and that's how you got into it. And now you travel yeah, for was, tournaments and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I travel for tournaments. Yeah, I kind of, in general, kind of how I do things is I have a good hobby. When I have a, have a hobby that I like, I just throw myself into it. So it's awesome. It just worked out that way. Oh, we are glad you're here, my friend. Mr. Chestnut, tell everybody where you're from and what you do. I live in Titusville, Florida, just south of Jacksonville, about two hours from you guys. And uh, I do economic development in Daytona Beach, Florida. So I recruit 
work to recruit companies to create jobs for everybody in Volusia County. So that's Love always it. a good time. And tell us something you're passionate about, uh, Matt. I am passionate. I have for about the last, since I was about 10, I have been a golfer other than not tennis, but I go on the golf side. So I love to play some golf and take a couple of golf trips every year um, and enjoy that. Something I can do on my own, which I, and I have some friends that do that. So I do enjoy my golfing. You know, it's really cool. Uh, you guys know I'm doing a lot of exercising lately and I've picked up uh, going to driving ranges and swinging, like taking a hundred balls out there and hitting at the driving range. And that'll take about an hour, hour and a half. And it's a decent workout. I'm getting good exercise hitting golf balls. Yeah, it is. It's really, uh, yeah, If you people don't realize it, but you take 100 swings. That's a lot of work on your back and your core, so it's good stuff. Absolutely. All right, Anna, remind everybody where you're from, what you do, and tell us something you're passionate about. I live on the lovely island of Oahu. Everybody's jealous. And- yes, we know. Actually, are you guys okay? We know there's like lava coming up from your roads lately. Yeah, not on my island. That's on the big island. The air is kind of cruddy, but, you know, the wind stopped blowing. It started blowing this way, so. Right. (laughs) So the air is not beautiful. And uh, while we live here, we are spending our time, you know, going around Oahu, finding all the lovely places to see. Oh, I bet that's a lot of fun. I'm a little disappointed you're not recording from a beach. Yeah, and I apologize if you hear roosters. Because they're everywhere. We have a feral chicken problem, so. (laughs) Feral chickens. For what it's worth, I have no desire for you to record from a beach. That would be the worst recording ever. (laughs) Uh, And Jeremy Conman. Jeremy, remind everybody what you do, where you're from, and tell us something you're passionate about. Uh, well, I am from Chicago, Illinois. I run a little trivia company called Brain Bash Trivia here. do corporate events, bar events, and all sorts of trivia things. Uh, besides trivia, I am passionate about baseball, which will come as no surprise to people who listen to the baseball episode of uh, Trivial Warfare. So I go to lots of games every year and uh, follow the sport pretty religiously. Go Cardinals. All right. Well, guys, we're going to have a fun show today, and we're going to start it off by giving away $100. Yeah. We gave away $400 in the last episode, and I'm catching up because this is one of the first recordings in May. It is about to be May. Actually, it is the first recording in May, I think. Technically, it is. So I'm not late on this one. <laughs> I'm right on time. Uh, so I'm going to read to you guys a set of three questions. Each question was submitted by a different person. You're going to work together to figure out whatever answers you want, and then you're going to vote on what your favorite question was. Whoever's question is selected is going to win 100 bucks. All right, so question number one. When he was in his 60s, Orson Welles was the original choice for the voice of this role, but it was eventually decided his voice would be too recognizable. So instead, an out-of-work stage actor in his 40s was cast as the voice of what character? who ironically said that he did an Orson Welles impersonation while reading his lines. Oh, I've heard this. Who was it? Hmm. So I want you to name the character. Hmm. All right. So one thing I know about Orson Welles is he was, I believe, a voice on the Transformers. So I don't think that's the right answer. But like the, the, tr- the animated Transformers movies in the 80s, or the, the one movie that was in the 80s, his, I think that's like one of his last roles. I thought that so, was Frank Welker who ended up doing that, not Orson uh, Welles. 
I'm almost positive, and I don't know if it was Optimus Prime or if it was who with the transform, but I don't think that's the right answer because I think he actually did that voice. <laughs> I think I think it might be Darth Vader. But it wasn't oh. in the sixties. He it said he was in his sixties. He was the guy was in his forties. Okay. Yeah. So, that mean, so was so James Earl Jones would have had to be seen his forties at the end of the seventies. Yeah. I like that answer a lot. Because actually, like Carmela, I think I just heard this recently. Yeah. I'm good with that. All right. So are you guys going with Darth Vader? Yeah. Correct answer is Darth Vader. Yay! Well nice done. Nice job. Very nice. Okay. Question number two. The category is popular culture slash science mashup. Science, science. mashup. In the Lord of the Rings trilogy, King Theoden sometimes calls the wizard Gandalf by the name Gandalf Stormcrow because his appearance often presages the arrival of trouble or conflict. Here's the crazy question. What bird, infrequently seen but common in the eastern half of the USA, is nicknamed the Stormcrow or Raincrow because of its habit of appearing on humid days often before storms arrive. Hmm. Mm. So I live in the eastern part of the United States, and I have no idea. <laughs> I do the same, Carmelo. So <laughs> the, the only thing I can think of are if you live on Florida, and we live in Florida in the eastern part, we have these birds that come out every time when it rains that picks stuff out of the grass. It looks like a little ibis. So, which the Miami Hurricanes use the Ibis as their mascot, actually, I believe. Can you read the question one more time? I just want to see if there's anything hidden that maybe I missed. I'd be happy to, and I can tell you there is. In, but I'm only going to read it one more time, so you're not going to get you're not going to hear it like every time. Uh, In the Lord of the Rings trilogy, King Theoden sometimes calls the wizard Gandalf by the name Gandalf Stormcrow because his appearance often presages the arrival of trouble or conflict. Here's the crazy question. What bird, infrequently seen but common in the eastern half of the USA, is nicknamed the storm crow or rain crow because of its habit of appearing on humid days, often before storms arrive? I'm basically just writing down a bunch of birds right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I... I I have no idea. Mockingbird. Um, so <laughs> this is question mocking you. Yes. <laughs> so it says. So it says. It says the crazy question, right? And oh, we have the cuckoo. Oh, cuckoo. Yeah, crazy. I like so, that. That's kind of what I was thinking when we said that. He said that there was a hint at first. I didn't think it was a hint, but that kind of. But I don't know. I don't know what that's what it's called. Sure. But a crazy cuckoo. I mean, that's yeah. That's, so that's definitely, what yeah, that's what I was looking for, and I didn't pick up on it at first. So I like that. Me too. Sure. Yep. Yep. All right. So your answer is cuckoo. The correct answer is the yellow-billed cuckoo. <laughs> you are correct. Hey. And yes, yes, the clue was the word crazy in the question. That was fantastic. Great job. All right. And the third question. Oh, this is a weird one. You're a weird one. Okay. Mr. Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say that. Here we go. What comes... Oh, 
This is said in the style of Wheel of Fortune. Okay. What comes next? I can't do Wheel of Fortune. I don't ever watch Wheel of Fortune. Barbara, Marilyn, Tipper, Lynn, Jill, and blank. I don't know why that's said in the style of Wheel of Fortune. Melania? No, no. Not Jill. What, what's Mike Pence's wife's name? It, it's yeah. it's Mike Pence's wife, and I have no desire no to pay attention. Janice is <laughs> Kelly. Is it Karen? Karen. 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 Pence? Karen. I think that's her name. It's Karen Pence. Okay. So Mike and Karen, Mike and Karen. So your answer is what? Karen. All right. The correct answer is Karen. Yay! <laughs> All right. So you've heard the three questions. Now you get to vote. Which of the three questions do you think is your favorite? Is it Karen? Is it Cuckoo? Or is it Darth Vader? Uh, David, we'll start with you. I really like the way the question was worded, so I would go with the yellow-billed Cuckoo. All right, Matt, your turn. I also liked the yellow-billed Cuckoo. Anna? Yeah, I agree with them. And Carmela? So all of these are really uh, wonderfully worded questions. I personally have a soft spot for Star Wars questions. So I was going to say Star Wars, but I've obviously been outvoted. But Carmela, it was Order of the Rings. It was our question. I know. I know. You made I know, it in. Come on. I know. <laughs> the winner of $100 is Dr. Doug Barron. Yay, Doug. Woo, Doug. My partner. <laughs> That's right. You guys have all kinds of ties to Doug, don't you? I do. Yes. Fabulous. Great job, Doug. Congratulations. That is our winner for May. And Doug was uh, eligible for this drawing because he is a captain or above in the Trivial Warfare Army. So if you are thinking about it and you want a chance to win either $400 or $100, then you just need to be a captain or higher in the Trivial Warfare Army. And I'll tell you this. We're up over we're in we're in the 300s now in terms of patrons and when we hit 350 I just want 350 when we get to 350 the prizes go up for the final time and we'll be giving away $500 for the first month of each quarter and 250 every other month that's only for captains and above and there's a lot of people who aren't captains and above so the odds are pretty good that you're going to have a chance at that so that is a lot of fun. Good job, Doug. All right, guys. I think it's time for Warm It Up Chris. It's time to warm it up on Trivial Warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA. And that's Chris. And sometimes Jonathan. And the part, the part of Chris <laughs> is going to be played by Jeremy today. So I get to play. Yay. That's right. All right. Here is your Warm It Up. Chris question from 1993 to 2006 Thursday nights on NBC were known as must see TV over the course of that time there were 31 different sitcoms so we're not looking for ER that aired at least during part of one season all you guys have to do is try and name me any one of those sitcoms. I have no freaking idea. Who are we starting with, Jeremy? Uh, well, who said they have no freaking idea? That'd Jonathan. Be me. It's Jonathan. 
Jonathan, then I'm going to give you the honor of going first, because there's a few that even somebody with no freaking idea should be able to get. My biggest problem here is the NBC part. I cannot differentiate historically between networks. I've never paid attention, and it's just long gone. But I'm going to start with one of the most popular television shows of the 80s. Even though 90s. 93 to 2006. Don't don't go 80s. Oh, I thought I wrote down 93 and it looks like 83. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I'll absolutely go with the 80s. Yeah. Now I really don't know the answer, by the way. <laughs> I had a chance with the 80s shows. I was like, I got Perfect Strangers. I got the Cosby show. I got these things. No, 93. Great. I stopped watching TV like around 1995. How about one of the most popular shows of the 90s? Give it a shot. I'm going to guess Friends. Hey, you're right. All right, I got Friends. <laughs> Damn it, Jonathan. I got Carmela. Carmela, I got Friends. Do you have Friends? No, you can't have Friends because I got Friends. Uh-oh. All right, that wasn't nearly as funny as I was hoping. <laughs> All right, who's next? You're next. All right. Oh, I'm next. Uh, we'll go with Carmela. I'm going to say Frasier. Frasier is correct. Yay. We're going to go with Matt. My favorite sitcom of all time, Seinfeld. Seinfeld is absolutely correct. Anna? Oh, yeah. They <laughs> I think we're past what I've watched. I'm trying to remember. I even watched TV in the 90s. I have to pass. I'm sorry. All righty. We, we may have to collectively try and get some of these uh, pretty soon. But let's uh, go to the general, see what he's got up his sleeve. So I have on my list Will and Grace. Will and Grace is correct. All right. So me again. How about so you again, Jonathan? How about Mad About You? Mad About You is absolutely correct. All right. You two for two. Carmela, what do you got? Damn it, Jonathan. Helen Hunt, Paul Reiser. I didn't watch it, but I heard of it. Uh, I watched it. Um, crap. You could go with Balky Bartakamus. What? You go with Balaki Bartakamus. I don't know what that means. Perfect strangers. Come on. Uh, keep with it over here. Cousin Larry. That's right. Well, I'll go with the spinoff from Perfect Strangers, uh, Family Matters. Yeah, Perfect Strangers and Family Matters ABC. were ABC's TGIF lineup. So <laughs> you're a day off and a network off. But Damn it, Jonathan. <laughs> I knew it was ABC. I hate you. All right, Matt, what, do you uh, what do you got for me? I believe Cheers was still on in 93. No. No, no actually, nope. that was 92. The first year of Frasier. Uh, oh. Yeah, that Cheers ended so in, right the, there. in the spring of 93. In the fall of 93 is when Must See TV began. So if it started in 93, wouldn't it have been? Well, no, because it was not part of the Must See TV oh, okay. line. It was part of the 92-93 season was the last season. And then Frasier started with, uh, yeah. All right, so. Anna, you got anything for me? How about just shoot me? That is 100% correct. Well nice done. Nice job. That's how I feel right now. Going back to the general. Uh, Joey? Joey is correct. Oh. At the end of the must-see TV, uh, the first couple seasons, or the only seasons of Joey. It's it's uh, what killed must-see TV. Do you want to <laughs> <laughs> try and go one more time around there? Uh, yeah, let's try one more time around. We can Most try one more out. time. I'm going to guess Norm. Norm is not uh, correct. I was hoping, I thought there might be a Cheers spinoff named Norm. <laughs> 
I thought you were going for the Norm McDonald. I'm like there was show, a Norm McDonald you know. show. No, I could have sworn. George, no, it was like was it called the George Wint show? No, there was so there there was no spinoff for Norm. There was talk of a Norm Cliff spinoff. It never happened. There they was did the have Tortellis. a spinoff called the Tortellis. That's the, yeah. But that was in the '80s, and that was with Carla's ex-husband Nick Tortelli and his wife. But Norman Cliff did guest star on an episode of that. Wow. And I know way too much about TV. That's what I was. Uh, I was angling for that, and obviously, it was not in the right direction. Yeah. All right, Carmela, you got one for me. This is probably an ABC show, but uh, Spin City. Spin City was an ABC show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt, anything? Now, nah, the stuff I have, I think, is before 93. So I know Thursday was a gauntlet for him at times when even before the must-see TV, they had a lot of great shows. I, I'm drawing a blank for anything other than the main important ones that we've already said. What's the stuff that came on after Seinfeld? I feel like there was a lot of shows that came on after Seinfeld to give them a try. That was like the, the yeah. proving No ground. one cared. There were. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, this goes all the way to 2006, Matt. Yeah, uh, I like to think of like the like the only one coming to mind is Family Ties. I know that was a Thursday. Oh uh, no, that was yeah, that was the earlier. 80s. Yeah, Not too yeah. early. All right, Anna, you got one for me. How about Scrubs? Ah, oh, that was my answer. Isn't that ABC? It eventually moved to ABC, but it started on. ABC. Oh, I thought it was ABC. That's why I didn't go with it. Ah, oh. Scrubs. Which networks from NBC to ABC at the end, but it was on NBC to start, and it was originally part of the must-see TV lineup. Look at that, Anna. You passed the first time around and have come up big on the last two. I'm impressed. Hey, David, you should All guess right. the Turks. <laughs> <laughs> and the the Turks. General, you're what? two for two. Can you go three for three? No. I mean, I know this was the same I don't know. I, I don't know if this was a Thursday or my CD or in that time, but was Wings in that area, too? It absolutely was. It was part of the original must-see TV lineup. Oh, my God. He is three for three. All right. Alice from Learned League. Thank you, Learned League. <laughs> so we've gone around three times, uh, which I think has exhausted most of your knowledge of must-see TV Thursday. Uh, that's Anybody want to just throw out a guess for any of the others, or I'll rattle them off real quick. What about Saved by the Bell, the college years? No. No. Not correct. Mm. It was NBC, so. Uh, there was one. It wasn't really a spinoff of Friends, but Ross guest-starred once, and it starred his best friend in real life, Jonathan Silverman. David Schwimmer's. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Ernest I don't know. Borgnine played the doorman. I remember that show. I can't remember what it's called. Same here. It was called The Single Guy. Yeah, that's uh, not very memorable. There was also one where Taya Leone worked for a tabloid uh, paper called The Naked Truth. Uh, Brooke Shields had a show. Yeah. Was on for a while. What was that? Brooke Shields. Show. Suddenly, Suddenly Susan. Yeah. Suddenly Susan. Leah Thompson had a show that was on Must See TV. Oh, Caroline in the City. Caroline in the City. Was Christina uh, Applegate's Jesse? Was that one of them? Jesse was absolutely yes. correct. Kirstie Alley had a show for a couple Veronica's years. Veronica's Closet. Veronica's Closet. That is correct. The rest of these are, oh, well, the big one that you're missing, or there's a couple of big ones, actually, towards the end, the very, the very last year of Must See TV, was also the very first season of a very popular NBC sitcom that was based on a British show. The Office. The Office. The Office was the very last season. And 
Another one about a man who finds a lottery ticket and then decides to right all the wrongs he's committed uh, in his life. Oh, my name is Earl. Oh, my name, is, my Earl. name is, Earl. is Earl. Those are the other two like major ones. Uh, the other ones that were not said, Hope and Gloria. Alan Thicke was on that one. Boston Common with Anthony Clark before he was on Yes Dare. Uh, there was Fired Up with Sharon Lawrence. Union Square with Constance Marie, who went on to play George. Oh, I remember Union Square. Yeah, it was on very briefly, but she played George Lopez's wife on the George Lopez show after that. We had Daddio. Michael Chiklis becomes a stay-at-home dad, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> there was, not only was there Union Square, but another one named after a New York neighborhood, Battery Park. There was a show called Stark Raving Mad. Uh, there was a show called Curse. Inside Schwartz, Leap of Faith, Good Morning Miami, Coupling, and Four Kings would have been the last one. Good God almighty. Yeah. A lot of really forgettable shows. Bad TV on NBC. All right. <laughs> the British version of Coupling was awesome. All right. That is Warm It Up. Chris, so guys, we have a game today. The game is Carmela and Jonathan take on all comers. It is David and Matt and Anna versus Jonathan and Carmella with Jeremy hosting. And it's time to play the game. Play us. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literateur himself cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. All right. Round one, question one, my friend. Round one, question one. Your category is newsmakers. Barbara Walters has interviewed many people in her career, but the most watched interview she ever did was seen by 74 million people. What woman was she interviewing? All right. Carmel and I are going to mute for a minute and chat, and we'll unmute when you guys are free to talk. Okay. Is it Caitlyn Jenner? Well, did she ever interview Monica Lewinsky? I don't know. I never watched Barbara Walters. I don't watch Barbara Walters either. That's a really good answer, though. Seems likely. As I'm trying to think of, most people watch those interviews online now. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking for ratings, you were probably looking at something earlier than Caitlyn Jenner. I think you're. I think that's a great instinct. Okay. I think we can go with that. All right, so you want to lock in Monica Lewinsky? Yeah. All right, we are locked in, so uh, it's over to you guys to figure I'm out. Pretty sure yeah. what it is. Or you said you thought you knew who it was. So yeah, I'm fairly certain the most watched interview in general was the Oprah Michael Jackson one, and then I think the one that Barbara Walters was with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky is the name, the only name I really wrote down that would be 74 million people turn in. Yeah, I'm 95 percent sure it's Monica Lewinsky. So that sounds good to me. All right. We're going to lock in with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. The correct answer is in fact, Monica Lewinsky. Nice hey. job, Carmela. I'm high-fiving my team. All right. Good, good, good job, everybody. 
question number two. Your category is animated TV. Oh, David's specialty. Jerome McElroy is the real name of what animated TV character that was first introduced in 1997, but last seen in 2006. And I'm looking for the name that the character of Jerome McElroy is best known by. I can lock in with this. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys want to trust David and let him lock in? Absolutely. Um, When did South Park come out? Was it 98? No, it would have been, I was in third grade when it came out. So that would have been about that time. Is there a character like Kenny? Could could Kenny's name have been Jerome McElroy? And it then could he... have been Chef, honestly. Oh. Oh. Because that, 2006, that would have been right around the time that Isaac Hayes decided to quit the show because of their Scientology episodes. Right. And also Isaac Hayes died around that time. So... We never really paid attention to his name. We just called him he Chef. His name was Chef. Hello, children. It's Salisbury Steak Day, children. <laughs> you can get a juicy Salisbury Steak. Uh, uh, you want to go, Chef? Sure, Chef. All right, we're going Chef. He's got chocolate salty balls. We put I put I put a lot in with Chef. <laughs> he he does in fact have chocolate salt chocolate salty balls. Uh, he died in 2008, by the way, Isaac Hayes. But yes, he left the show over his uh, feelings on their Scientology episode. Jerome McElroy is, in fact, Chef's actual name on South. Oh, that's fantastic. Did you, did, uh, David, did you have the album? Yes. The South Park album? Of course album? I did. <laughs> <laughs> they had like the full song of Chocolate Salty Ball. You're like, put them in your mouth and suck them. <laughs> I'm on fire, children. <laughs> in 2000, the Scientology episodes, when I was still watching South Park before I, you know, aged into, you know, this isn't really funny to me anymore. Oh, it's still funny to me, but... Well, I, I, I explained the, the progression of South Park as I was too young to watch it, and then I watched it, and then I didn't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. By the way, I was in college when South Park came out. So when I you was said, out of yeah, college. Which, <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was in the workforce. I was full-time job. I graduated college in 97, so yeah, that was... I graduated high school in 2006, so... Same here, Camilla. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. It's, we should have rearranged the teams based on age lines, guys. <laughs> All right. Question three. Question three. Your category is science. Science. Very good. Indium is element 49 on the periodic table. Iodine is element 53. What element is number 77? Again, indium is element 49 on the periodic table. Iodine is element 53. What element is number 77? All right. We're going to go ahead and mute ourselves. Oh, David. David's asking for permission to lock no, no, in no, again. No, I feel bad doing that. So I was just going to, I'm trying to contain myself. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk it out. We'll talk it out. All right. Well, we're going to mute ourselves then. All right. So it seems like something is going to start with I. Yeah, because there's not a, I don't think they'll all be in the same row or the same column. Okay. Because of the way that the numbers are spaced. Right. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be something like iridium. Iridium. Sounds pretty good. Iridium it's, would be heavier. It's a metal. Okay. And I think it, that might be, I mean, if you get through the eye, obviously. Um, 
So I think iridium is probably a good answer. Are there any other I elements that you can think of? <sighs> I'm not good with elements. Iodine, indium. I can't think of any other ones that start with I other than iridium. All right, let's lock that in. All right. All right, we have locked in. So um, I kind of noticed that these elements were in alphabetical order, indium, then iodine, and then the next I, although I know it's 77, is iridium. So I don't know if you guys have any input. I have zero knowledge of chemistry. So you could have said it was Scooby-Dooium, and I would not even have questioned it. So. My favorite element, Scooby-Dooium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, do you have any input on that? Uh, no. I, uh, chemistry was my least favorite subject in school. So, okay. so if y'all are fine, I'm going to lock in with iridium. Yeah, that's works. fine. You know, it's funny. I tried to talk Carmella into Iocane powder, <laughs> but she was having none of it. You keep saying that word, but I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Inconceivable. So, so we definitely thought it was going to be an I. And I said iridium, and we couldn't think of any other eyes. And I had never heard of iridium, so I was like, I trust you, Carmel. I was like, it's a metal. It's going to be heavier, so it would be in the 77 range, I think. So, iridium. So, none of you went with iron. It is iridium. I, I couldn't even think of iron. We're looking for <laughs> I words, and we didn't think of iron. Yeah, but iron is definitely higher up. Uh, <laughs> and iron is between iodine. Uh, iridium is between iron and iodine, alphabetically. Not, yeah, I wasn't not, thinking not about iron. alphabetical. Not I was iron. just thinking of stuff that started with yeah. I. I. I just thought, like, immediately somebody would go, it's an element that starts with I. It must be iron. Uh, Jeremy, honestly, if we had thought of iron, we might have gone with it. No, I would have argued you out of that because it's definitely not 77. There you go. We would not have gone with it. <laughs> <laughs> if I was playing alone and I thought of iron, I would have gone with it. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently round one was just too easy. I tell you, the scores after round one are 30 to 30. Yay! All right. Are we ready to move on to round two? Sure. Yep. Question number one is bidness. It's business. Bidness is good. It's business time. <laughs> oh, you, never, you never heard of Fly of the Concords? No, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. This chain was founded by two brothers in 1861. Despite being one of the most recognizable names in retail, they have fewer than 60 locations across America and has, have stores in only 13 different U.S. states. What well-known retail chain is it? I think it might be Macy's. Macy's obviously is very recognizable because of the parade. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're that spread out. Like there's not one here. There is one here now. Right. But... I don't think they're like, you know, there's one on every corner. Kind so of it's place. not like Bloomingdale's or something like that. Bloomingdale's might be another good one. Uh, Macy's was the first that came to mind because I do think it's pretty old. Because I thought, I honestly, I didn't think any stores like that were around in, 80, in 61. Sears was the first. The Sears started their mail catalog thing in the 1880s. I wouldn't have thought that Macy's would have existed before that. It might, I mean, Macy's could have just been a real simple mom and pop store back in that. I mean, it would have been, I think it would have started in New York. Okay. Um, but that was my first instinct. Bloomingdale's is a pretty good one, but I, I don't think there are that many Macy's spread out. Okay. I'm fine with me. I don't have a great answer. It's not, you don't think it's like a smaller store like Abercrombie and Fitch or no, because Ben and Jerry's or. Definitely don't think it's Abercrombie and Fitch. Right. Well, the last name. You know what I mean. <laughs> Pep Boys. 
No. No. Okay, so Macy's? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we are locked in. All right. The only thing that popped into my mind right away was Sears, but I think at this point it's in more than 13 states still. Yeah, and the only only one I could come up with was Brooks Brothers, but I'm pretty sure there are more than 60 locations. So I, I have think. Yeah, so I've got both. I've got Brooks Brothers, I've got Dillard's, Macy's. I'm thinking of I not pronounce you Chuck and Larry when he's dating when Sam, Adam Sandler is dating the twins and she goes she updated from Marshalls to Bloomingdale's. So there's also Marshalls and Bloomingdale's. <laughs> Marshalls and Bloomingdale's. So um those are the ones that I have. Okay, so I feel like Dillard's, Macy's, Brooks Brothers, I think there's too many. Sears, also too many. There's Marshalls, and then there's Bloomingdale's are the only two that I have. There's Saks Fifth Avenue. That's too... My problem with Saks Fifth Avenue is it's too... I think they're... Well, there's one in Houston. Well, I live down in the area of outlet malls everywhere. So I don't know how you... You know, there's all kinds of Saks off Fifth and things like that. So, and it's sad that I know that, but there is a store. (laughs) And it's the same... It's like the same as Nordstrom's and even Marcus and all that stuff where that's like... Hey, man, you can have fashion. It doesn't have to be sad. (laughs) Embrace your shopping habits. I support your shopping habits. Uh That's right. My credit card company does not. So... uh. (laughs) No, they definitely do. They do. They get more money. Exactly. To a certain point. To a certain point, they do. So what what do y'all think? I'm not I'm kind of up in the air with a bunch of them. So yeah, everything that I've come up with is like a big. It's like there has yeah. to be more than 13 states, you know. And then are the 13 states on the East Coast? If it's a West Coast store, I probably might even know. So I just you know. what about something that's mostly a catalog company? What about like Lands End? Wow. I've never heard of Lands End, so I'm fine with that. Or L.A. Yeah. Bean, or but I don't. Yeah, yeah, like sorry. No, that makes sense. That actually makes more sense if it's a catalog because you wouldn't need as many retail. Yeah. I actually like L.L. Bean better than Land's End now that you said that. Yeah. I like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine makes with that. a lot L. L. Bean. more sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, we're going to lock in with L.L. Bean. So I talked Jonathan into Macy's and now I'm not so sure. So what did you go with? You went with Macy's then? Yes. Uh, uh, it is a department store, and uh, David, you did mention it. Uh, it is Bloomingdale's. Oh, that was the other. That was the one that Jonathan said was Bloomingdale's. Uh, I didn't have any thunder at all, though. I had a, I had a, I had a negative. I had a dearth of thunder. <laughs> I had a dearth of thunder. But our conversation fell down to Bloomingdale's versus Macy's. There's a lot more Macy's Man. locations out there than Bloomingdale's locations. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> good job team good teamwork i like it we thought it through we talked about it i like it all right uh question two round two your category is movies all right here's where this is where the comeback starts carmela there's no comeback you're tied um, and don't take my comeback away from me <laughs> all right actor terry kaiser didn't have a lot of lines when he played the title character in what 1989 comedy and its much panned 1993 sequel? All right, we're going to mute. I bet it's Weekend at Bernie's. That would make sense. He's dead. I know there was a sequel. I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy's name, so it could totally be some guy I didn't know. But I know the sequel is bad, and he didn't talk. I like it. All right, let's go with that. All right, we're locked in. I have, a, I have an idea. So what do y'all what do y'all think before I say anything? I want to hear your idea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back, David. 
All right. Well, um, I said Weekend at Bernie's. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because there was a sequel. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard something very similar or adjacent to this question. So Sounds fabulous to me. Yeah, I'm with you. We're locking with Weekend at Bernie's. Are you sure we're muted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're muted, but we came up with the same thing. I couldn't name Terry Kaiser. I couldn't picture his face, but I knew the sequel was terrible. I think it I think it featured the aforementioned Jonathan Silverman, if I'm not crazy. Absolutely. Andrew McCarthy. And we locked in with Weekend at Bernie's. Terry Kaiser was in fact Bernie at uh, in both Weekend at Bernie's movies. That seemed like a non-sequelable yeah. uh, movie. You, <laughs> you know would what I think mean? that, <laughs> hey. but you'd be wrong. <laughs> they make sequels to anything. Mannequin right. and Mannequin 2, T-O-O. <laughs> um, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo 2. Uh, what was the subtitle of that? It was Breaking. Breaking. Breaking break break 2, Breaking Electric Boogaloo 2. That's right, yeah. All right, uh, question three. Your category is names. Uh, what has been the most popular name for baby girls born in the United States to since 2015 and has been one of the top five names since 2002? Okay, we're going to mute. What's the name of the, the princess in England? Kate? Kate, Oh, yeah. it's not Kate. Haley is a popular name lately. It's going to be something like an Emma or an Amelia or something like that. Not like necessarily an E, but kind of a... Right, but so, I mean, I'm trying to think along the lines of what became popular in 2015 that would have driven a spike in a name. You know what I mean? Well, Amelia is the name of the actress who plays... Game of Thrones. Daenerys Targaryen. But I never would have thought that Amelia would be in the top five before that. Yeah. Um, so it's a, not an unusual name. It's a name that's, that's, I mean, there's Jennifer's everywhere. Yeah, but Jennifer hasn't been on the top of the list in probably since the 90s. Okay. You got Elizabeth Olsen from Avengers, Scarlett Johansson. There's a video that Hank Green did for the Vlogbrothers. This is how to name your baby properly. And he talks about the most common names. And he said, don't just avoid Johns and Jennifers because the top names for girls were blah, blah, blah. Could it? That's not Catherine. I was just wondering if it could be Catherine. Why Catherine? Kate. Oh. Captures both. Yeah. What about the babies? Uh, the baby, the, the, what about Kate Middleton's kids? Charlotte. Ooh. I like Charlotte. You want to try Charlotte? Yeah, I think we should go Charlotte. Okay. All right, we're going to lock in. Yeah, all right. Dave is like, I know. What do you want me to say? (laughs) (laughs) David, do you know? I mean, well, okay. I'll drag it out. Now they're drawing it out of you. You, This is reverse psychology. So my coworker, Katie, she just had a baby. And so we just looked up most common names. (laughs) You slumdog bastard. (laughs) Wait, I have a question. Is it Emily? No, it's close. So Emma. It's Emma. The, The boys is Liam. Because she was thinking about naming her son Liam, so it's Emma is the fe- is the girls. That yeah, that's fun. I named my younger son Evan because no one was named Evan. Yeah, until that year when <laughs> everyone was named Evan. Yeah. <laughs> so you locked in with Emma. Yes. Yes. Uh, Carmela left the room in shame. Apparently, uh, she didn't say anything. She just vamoosed. <laughs> 
unfortunately, Emma was one of the first names that Carmela suggested, but I didn't have any famous events or people to tie Emma to from 2015, so we didn't lock that in. We went Charlotte instead. Well, you should have gone with Emma, because Emma is, in fact, the correct answer. Yeah. Good job, team. She probably uh, knew it in her heart. After the second round, Anna, David, and Matt have taken a lead. It is 50 to 40. The questions got considerably harder in the second round. Says you. Except for David, who apparently <laughs> magically looks up the answers to questions before they're asked. Well, it was, you know, we asked, she, she had the baby three weeks ago, so it had been mulling over for a while. So David was helping a friend name their baby the other day. Oh. And they uh, looked up baby names, obviously. Yeah, don't pick the number one. And the number one was Emma. So I mean, and part I of it's said like, Emma, didn't I? Uh, yes, you said Emma. Yes, there was so, you know, a monumental lack of thunder, Jonathan. though. It's because I'm doing her work and my work now. Oh, that's that friend. Yes. <laughs> what's, her, what's her name? Her name's Katie. Hi, Katie. She's wonderful. I was trying to go for Catherine, by the way, Katie. We will move on to round number three. Your first question in round number three is anatomy. I've I've had a body my whole life. I should be all right at this. That's right. You have these things I'm going to ask about. God, I hope so. <laughs> well, I hope maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I hope not. I don't know. It depends on what it is. I've got notes. Here you go. Your thumbs and big toes have two of these bones, while the rest of your toes and fingers have three each. What is the eight-letter term for these long bones that is also shared by a Lebanese political party? Okay, we're going to mute ourselves. I thought the answer was going to be phalanges. Well, phalange is eight. So you think phalanges is is plural? Because your fingers and toes are called phalanges. Right. And we're obviously talking about those bones. Mm-hmm. So do you want to say phalange? I didn't know there was a plural, non-plural situation there. I don't know if there is, but I know they're called phalanges. Because you say your fingers are called phalanges. Maybe right. each finger. By the may- way, I know you've muted yourself, but I feel I- important to indicate when I say eight letters, that is with that is the singular form. So oh, nine yeah. letters if you add the S. Well, you figured out what we were discussing. Uh, <laughs> we're locked in. Yeah, we're locked in. All right, what do y'all think? Well, I think, you know, you go back to the Friends episode, Regina Phalange, I always think it's the phalange bone. I, my guess is the fingers are phalanges, so I assume that's eight letters when I spelled it out about three different ways. So That is eight letters. Yeah, that's what I was counting, if the S counted or not. Yep, I agree with phalange. We didn't know if it was pronounced phalange or perhaps French. It could be phalange. Fragile. <laughs> <laughs> but we said phalange. They are your phalange bones. Round three, question two. The category is Disney. Yes. Oh, you Davidized this question set. Hey, hey, hey. What? Are you okay? We could, we could do this. Ask me a hurry to love bug question. I dare you. I but double dog dare you. <laughs> Ask me a question about who was Davy Crockett. <laughs> what <laughs> Disney animated character was written with the idea that actress B. Arthur would play the role, but the role actually went to actress Pat Carroll. Carmela, do you know who Pat Carroll is? 
No. I know who B. Arthur is. I know that. Okay. Thank you for being a friend. I don't know the rest of the words to that song, which is a shame. We could do a sing-along. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to mute ourselves. B. Arthur could be any time in the 90s or 80s or 70s or 60s. A character was written specifically with her in mind, though. A scratchy voice. Scratchy voice. Deep voice. Sarcastic. Yeah. Um, what about Maleficent? When was Cinderella? What? Maleficent is from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, same thing. Not really. Um, and those are 40s and 50s. Uh, okay. So I'm thinking maybe Ursula. I was just about to say Ursula. So it's right time frame, late 80s. She was mo- the, the character design was modeled after Divine, but I can definitely see B. Arthur playing that role. I could see that too. I think we go that. Okay, I'm good with that. All right, we're locked in. By the way, I, I'm going to tell them what you said. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, yes. Oh, well, say they're the same thing to me. Those two movies could just be combined, and I don't think I'd know the difference. Okay, we're locked in. They're two completely different stories. They're right, the same you, story. What do, you, what do y'all think? Guys- That's David's way of saying, I know. Now you I know he's dancing. You know, I know he knows. <laughs> Y'all gonna make him self-conscious now. I am gonna be super. Now I'm gonna act like I don't know any questions. I don't know the answer to this. You're lying. Liar. <laughs> liar. Terrible poker face. I'm a terrible liar. Oh, With is a it a giant smile? No. No. Okay. <laughs> um, so. If, so, okay, so okay, I'm going to preface this with it might be. I'm kind of just, you know, if I remember correctly, this is how it worked. So the character was 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 after was made after or, or drawn after the drag queen Divine, and was originally they wanted her yeah. to do it, and then they had Pat Carroll come and do it, and it is Ursula. So I'm pretty sure it's. I'm fairly certain it's Ursula. If it's not, please feel free to just. No, I think I think I've heard that before too. Reprimand me as much as you'd like. So uh, we're fly l- looking to Texas Ursula. and give you a spanking if you're wrong. <laughs> Don't threaten right. him with a well, good they time. They locked in with Ursula. What did you guys say? So Jonathan and I were talking, and he's like, "Maybe it's Maleficent." What year did Cinderella come out? <laughs> <laughs> It seemed personal. Uh, it seemed like a perfectly reasonable question to me. And I'm like, oh my god, one. Wow. <laughs> and wow. I. And then I pointed out that they're the same movies. So I don't even care. Yeah, they're really not. But I also remember, of course, anybody who listens to me for even just a few minutes knows that I have an affinity for drag culture, and I do know that Ursula was drawn after Divine. And I said, B. Arthur would have fit very well as the voice of Ursula. So we said Ursula. So I changed the wording of this question. The original way it was written was what Disney's villain's look was inspired by a famous drag queen named Divine. (laughs) But then with Carmela and David both playing, I decided that did not need to be said. (laughs) To be and fair, so I, I don't watch that out. <laughs> he doesn't. And uh, <laughs> frankly, I was I was leaning in the same direction. As soon as she corrected me with Maleficent, <laughs> or Ursula was my next pick for B. Yeah. Arthur. The correct answer is Ursula. Yeah. 
All right, round three, question three, last question of the first half. Here's one for you, Matt. The category is Seinfeld. Eh, I was hoping you were going to say sports. Seinfeld sucks. It's setting me up for failure right now. All right. In a fifth season episode of the series Seinfeld. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. In a fifth season episode of the series Seinfeld, Jerry dates a woman named Jody, played by actress Jennifer Coolidge. They broke up after she and Jerry got into an argument over her job, which was also the title of the episode. What was her job? All right, we're going to mute ourselves. So you know who Jennifer Coolidge is, right? No. Okay. Do you ever see American Pie? Yes. Stifler's mom. Oh. Okay. <laughs> was she a masseuse? She might have been. Masseuse was the first thing that came to mind. Masseuse would be a good one. Uh, stripper would have been another one, but I don't know if that would have fit into... Yeah, I'm no. thinking about Jennifer Coolidge as how aesthetically how she looks. But I think masseuse fits better with the plot of a television show and in prime time. The masseuse. Yeah. The escort. Mm, I think masseuse would fit better because they're, while inherently, uh, there's nothing wrong with being a masseuse. I, I mean, there's not anything wrong with being nothing a masseuse. Nothing at all, but there's a sexual connotation. But there is a, a double entendre that can go with it. Right. So, and I can definitely see Jerry going, well, what else are you doing? You know? Right. All right, we're locked in, guys. So the only episode, well, Daniel watches Seinfeld all the time, but I don't ever watch it. And so the only thing I think of is the girl with the funny laugh. So I thought comedian, but I I don't think that that's right at all. Does anybody know who, what, Jennifer Coolidge? No. No? No. Now, if you've ever watched Seinfeld, Jerry only gets in arguments with with the women here dating all the time. Yeah, like every episode? Yeah, and he dated a lot of them. Um, The only, the one that sticks out for me, there were two. One is one is the mentor, but the girl he was dating wasn't the mentor. She had a mentor. Oh. And so but he argued with her over that. But the other one that sticks out is the masseuse, where Jerry was dating a masseuse and she would give everybody else massages but him. And he kept trying to get one huh. from her and she wouldn't give him a massage. And Kramer kept getting them and raving about him and jerry was jealous and they argued and i think they argued about being a masseuse i'm not sure what season it is or if that's even the one but that's the one that sticks out the most to me that's fine with me the masseuse we're gonna lock in with the masseuse or a masseuse we said the masseuse she was in fact a masseuse who would give everybody a massage except for jerry because that was her job and he was her boyfriend so great job matt Thank you. Thank you. That was Matt knew like the plot and everything. We had to guess by what kind of job we were like escort. No, masseuse would be more acceptable than escort. That's the way way our logic was going. His housekeeper was an escort. That one time. Yeah. His housekeeper in his tiny, tiny closet apartment. (laughs) Yep. He had an maid and she ended up being kind of like an escort. All right, uh, midpoint. The scores going into the midpoint are 80 to 70. High-scoring game. Love it. Too easy, I guess. All right. The well, middle round yeah. wasn't easy for us, that's for sure. <laughs> Plus, I mean, All keeping right. Cinderella and uh, leaving beauty changed different. That's that's hard yeah. stuff. Change different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So your halftime category is movie taglines. All right. I'm going to give you taglines from six different movies. You'll get three points each, two-point bonus if you get all six. All right. Here are the taglines. The first one is, don't answer the phone, don't open the door, don't try to escape. The second one is a comedy about lifelong crushes, mistaken identity, and one really bad eulogy. The third one is action doesn't get any hotter than this. Get some. The fourth one is in the heart of suburbia, a hit man with heart has just moved in. The fifth one is how would you handle the most awesome responsibility in the universe? And the sixth and final one is a comedy about a good girl, a small favor, and a big rumor. I will tell you this. All of these movies came out between 1995 and 2010, and I gave them to you in chronological order. So, Carmela, the ones that I think I know Mm -hmm. would be four. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, four, Gross Point Blank. That's what I wrote down. Five, Bruce Almighty. I I didn't have anything for that one, but I like that one. Uh, and then one, Scream? I have Scream written down. I have Gross Point Blank written down. The last one I have Easy A, because that's basically the plot of that movie. Great. The The second one I wrote, Four Weddings and a Funeral, but I don't think that fits the time frame. I don't know it. Um, lifelong Crushes. Mistaken Identity and a Really Bad Eulogy. I have no idea what that is. Me neither. Scream came out in like 1994, 1993. Yes. I, I don't know when. I know Four Rings and Funeral was either very late 80s or early 90s because it, it was a Hugh Grant movie. So, and he was the 90s. Oh, I thought Four Weddings and a Funeral was not in the 80s. I thought it was the 90s. So it might be the 90s, but it's definitely a Hugh Grant movie. It could have been. It could have been after Scream. It could have been after Scream. Yeah, we can go with that. Okay. I don't know about the hot action. That sounds very tongue in cheek. Mm -hmm. Action doesn't get any hotter than this. Get some. Are we thinking about, is it the, uh, the Charlie Sheen Rambo knockoff? Hot shots. Hot shots. Could could be i thought maybe volcano or something like that oh that's true but get some get some get, get some, some feels military to to- me. but also totally tongue-in-cheek yeah you know mm-hmm. so hot shots is not a is not a bad answer at all all right so we're saying scream four weddings and a funeral um hot shots gross point blank bruce almighty and easy a yeah all right guys we are locked in Okay, so the first one, don't answer the phone, don't open the door. What did y'all put? Could it be scary? I don't know when movies came out because I hate movies, but could it be a scary movie? I thought it was Scream. No. Like Scream, yes. Well. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That was what yeah. I put down, Scream. Okay, so I'm okay with Scream. I like that. Comedy about a lifelong, crushes, eulogy, all that jazz. I had four weddings and a funeral. Weddings and a funeral. Sure, I had no idea. Yeah. Action doesn't get any hotter than this. Get some. I have no idea. Yeah. Taglines are not I, my strength. Um, heart of Suburbia, Hitman with Heart, moves in next door. The only thing I could think of was the Matthew Perry, Bruce Willis movie, The Whole Nine Yards. That's exactly what uh, I thought. So that's the only one I came up with on that one. Anna, what'd you think? Yeah, 
Sounds good. I, like I said, I'm not a big fan of movies. So. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I also think the whole nine yards, I, that's what I put down. So I'm okay with that. What would you do? What, how would you handle the most awesome responsibility? I thought Bruce Almighty. That's oh, a good one. Absolutely. Good yeah. So, I mean, that's what he, mid, that's basically what he gets. Mid, yeah. mid 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. the only ones I felt super confident was Scream, pretty much Bruce Almighty, and this next one. <laughs> A comedy about a good girl, small favor, all that stuff. Do you know what that is? Easy, Easy A. I yeah, love that movie. That's what I thought that was. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> um, yeah, so we definitely, so we have Scream, The Whole Nine Yards, Bruce Almighty, Easy A. Oh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Four Weddings and a Funeral, yeah. This number, number three we didn't. I was trying to think of action movies with fire or heat or something in the title, but. So is Four Weddings and a Funeral, when was that? Was that after Scream? Because he said he gave it to us in numerical order. Chronological it was order. definitely around the same time. Yeah. Okay, that's I, fair. I don't know. I haven't ever seen it. Yeah. Hugh Grant movie. Sometime in that area. It, hmm. Yeah. Like, or, I feel like the word, I feel like the word get some has to be like, you know what I mean? That, like, that has to be something. But I can't for the life of me think of what it could be. Yeah. The only thing that get shorty that pops up, but I don't think that's. What's the, what's the one with, um. Uh, Will Smith and is it Jimmy Fox, the brother, what's it called with the, sorry, I should know this. They're cops. They're cops. And like his daughter starts dating. Oh, you're talking, uh, bad boys, bad boys with Martin Lawrence. Sorry, Martin Lawrence. My bad. That's all. Like, I'm just trying to think like, get some seems like just something that would come out of that movie. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good answer. I, for, we don't have anything else on that one. So, Okay. Shot in the dark at that one point. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So we are going to lock in with Scream, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Bad Boys, uh, The Whole Nine Yards, Bruce Almighty, and Easy A. We had similar conversations for the most part. We said Scream. We said Four Weddings and a Funeral. We thought um, the action doesn't get any hotter, get some, was kind of tongue in cheek. So and I was like, what's the Charlie Sheen Rambo knockoff? <laughs> So we went with hot shots there. Uh, we went a different direction for the hitman, and the date might be wrong on ours, but we went gross point blank for the hitman. And then we finished up with Bruce Almighty and Easy A. All right. Uh, the first one is, in fact, Scream. The second one is a comedy called The Paul Bearer. Oh, I've uh, seen that movie. Both, no, both of those came out in 1996. David Schwimmer and Michael Vartan. And... Yep. Uh, number three was Charlie's Angels. And oh. four was The Whole Nine Yards, which both came out in 2000. Uh, number five was Bruce Almighty. And number six was Easy A. So we got nine and you got... You got 15? 12. 12. 12. All right. After the midpoint, David, Anna, and Matt have 92. Carmela and Jonathan have 79. It's a 13-point gap right now. Barbara Hershey's right. in that movie. Gwyneth Paltrow's in that movie. God dang it. So that is the end of the first half. Before we go on with the second half, I want to tell you that today's episode is sponsored by Hems. You all have heard me talk about Hems before. It is a great new wellness brand for men. And I've told you before, one of the stats out there is that 66% of men start losing their hair by age 35. I understand now 
how that happens. I'm uh, I'm in the middle of a move. In fact, this week I'm going to be moving. I'm moving out of an apartment I've been in for four years into a house. I'm very excited about it, but there is so much going on. I'm dealing with so many contractors. I'm talking to so many different people, trying to get so many different things done that I literally feel like I'm pulling my hair out. <laughs> I mean, I want to pull my hair out sometimes. So I understand why people are going bald by 35. It's hard. It's a hard knocks life. All right. So hems can't help me if, if my stress level is making me pull my hair out, but they can help me if I'm starting to lose my hair naturally. And that's a big deal because frankly, I've been watching my hairline. I never thought I'd watch my hairline. That's not my style. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't give a crap. You're probably like me. Yet here I am, 41, and I'm every morning I'm kind of peeking at my hair. Okay, if I brush it this way, it it looks like that. But if I brush it that way, it looks like that. (sighs) No matter which way I brush it, it's starting to go backwards. And there's one way to solve that, and that's with science. Science! That's right, guys. Hems is going to get you away from quack medicine. It's going to get you away from weird solutions, and it's going to connect you with real doctors that are offering medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. That's the real deal. You get connected with a doctor. They ask a few quick questions. Bada-bing, bada-boom. You have your prescription, and they're shipped directly to your door. So here's the offer for Trivial Warfare listeners. You get a trial month of hems for just $5 right now while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost you hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. But not for you, though. You need to go to 4 slash trivial. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash trivial. And uh, get yourself connected with this deal. Just go to 4 com slash trivial trivial all right let's go ahead and get started with the second half of the game round four question one your category is the interwebs oh boy we're getting hip after google what is the second most used search engine in the united states okay we'll mute for a minute here you think it's yahoo might be i don't think it's bing i don't think it's bing everyone picks on bing yeah, Yahoo's like, I mean, they have like the news, the sports and all that stuff. So they have a really pop. In fact, I think one of my homepages is Yahoo. Yeah. The only thing is that a lot of people use the default browser on whatever their thing is. And when you so pull MSN? up. No, what I'm saying is when you pull up Microsoft's browser, the first thing that comes up is Bing. Okay. Is that true? I have not observed that. Well, you probably don't use no, Microsoft. No, I mean, I've, I have Microsoft Edge, and I believe MSN comes up. Oh. I don't believe Bing comes up default mm-hmm. because it's a home page. It's not a search engine that right. comes up. So it's news and all that jazz. Um, I, I would think it's Yahoo. Okay, I'm good with that. All right. All right, we're going to lock in. Well, Yahoo, Bing, and is there anything else besides Google? <laughs> I know. You can try Alta Vista or Lycos. So I mean, the only answer to this question is Google. <laughs> yeah. We should so Google the answer. 
So I will say, so uh, on my computer, on my like work computer, I have to use Explorer in certain cases um, versus I use Google Chrome normally. So because Google is su- yeah. like far superior, obviously, and it pushes you to Bing like oh, okay. Internet Explorer does. I don't know if Firefox has the same thing. I want to say it might, but I don't know for sure. I can't imagine Firefox and Yahoo because my Firefox, you know what I mean? I, don't, I, I can't imagine they have that kind of relationship. So that's my only issue with Yahoo as the search engine. So that's why I lean towards Bing because, like I said, it pushes my Internet Explorer pushes me to Bing. And, my, and when I, that same way with me, I go to Bing from Internet Explorer at work. So exactly, and I, and I haven't used Internet Explorer in years, and, so because it's terrible. So <laughs> if you're okay, I'm I'm okay with Bing over Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. Okay, we're going with Bing. I told you. Eh. <laughs> um. So I deal with computers. A lot, and my experience with Edge is the Microsoft uh, Explorer right now. There's Internet Explorer is defunct. Uh, so if you have Windows 10, your default is Edge. And my experience with Edge is that you go to MSN, uh, uh, the Microsoft network. There's like a relationship between Microsoft and whatever, because uh, it's a home page, not a search page. So um, that's what led us away from Bing, and uh, led Jonathan I, away from Bing. Yeah, so I suggested Yahoo with more thunder than than Bing. So we went Yahoo. Uh, you better put that thunder back in your pocket because the answer is Bing. Yeah, Bing you. Sounds like a lot of people will use their default browser because they don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> I cha- I've changed mine, but it's... No, mine's, mine. that's the first thing I do whenever I get a new computer is change my default browser. I just pulled up Edge, just clicked on it right here. Bing is not here. What what's that search bar? I don't know what that search bar Type is. Type something in and hit enter. I bet you it's Bing. Yeah, it was Bing. It's Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you type in Google? Yes. <laughs> All right. Round four, question two. The category is US cities. I live in one of those. I've been to one of those. I bet you all live in one of those. What U.S. city is home to Oral Roberts University and has been nicknamed the oil capital of the world? <laughs> Not crap. So David, <laughs> David works in uh, oil drilling, by the way. Do you really? Yes. I'm a petroleum engineer for an oil company. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm okay to lock in if you guys are okay. If you want to talk about it, I'm totally okay. I swear. Oh, that's fine. Why did I invite no, David I know again? Too, so, yeah. Because you oh, love okay. David. Well, let's, let's talk it out. We're fine. You love all David the games so much. to invite David to, it's the one where he knows all the answers. Because <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't always happen at all. Oh, well, we can, we can get, uh, we can do the Massachusetts game over again. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God, that one. All right. Um, so, did you lock in or are we muting? We're, we want to talk it out. We're going to talk it out. All right. Okay. It's in Texas. It's, it's in God Texas. Free. Uh, Houston, I would think is I would think it's Houston. That would be my gut. I'm not saying it's right. Could be Arlington. Could be Oral Roberts. I don't know. Uh, I I associate Houston with oil drilling. True. Uh, David used to live in Houston. Yeah, that's where he got hired. Right. I don't think it's San Antonio. I don't think it's El Paso. I'm worried about like Arlington and those up there. I think Houston is probably the best answer. All right, we'll go with Houston. It, the only Houston's such a big city; it's the fourth biggest city in the U.S. Do you want to go with something different? 
I do, but I can't talk myself into it. I mean, David is getting the right answer. Yeah. Houston's the best answer I have. All right. Then that's what we got. All right. We're locked in. Sounds so upset about oh my it. God. Like we're locked in. I'm so sorry. We're gonna get it wrong. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt, what you got? I'm pretty sure it's Tulsa, Oklahoma. It is the oil capital of the world. Usually our first Tulsa, Oklahoma. Recently it's shifted more towards Houston because it's now everything's consolidated to Houston. We do work offshore oil and gas. So the reason Tulsa is because you had a lot of like the you had a lot of uh onshore on like on uh lower forty eight uh on uh, unconventionals and stuff, so it's shifted from there. So, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. Lock it in. <laughs> we said Houston. Oh. So, the, the reason I gave Oral Roberts University is because the nickname Oil Capital of the World is now sometimes used to refer to Houston, but Oral Roberts University is located in Tulsa. Correct. So, Tulsa is the correct answer. My lack of knowledge of where colleges are strikes again. All right. Round four, question three. Brothers Mike and Ali Score were the two men that formed what British new wave pop band in the year 1980? The band had three top 40 hits on the Billboard Hot 100, including the song Wishing, If I Had a Photograph of You. Name the band all right we're gonna mute 80s new wave is is the song that he's talking about like wishing and awaiting and hoping no no okay no that that's not 80s british new wave band so that's things like pet shop boys a flock of seagulls flock of seagulls and <sighs> i know it's not pet shop boys because that that's tenet and it's a duo um what about, what about devo could be Devo. Devo, they have two guys that look alike. And their biggest hit was Whip It, but he wouldn't give Whip It. He wouldn't give Whip It, and they didn't have more than a few hits. That's true. Devo, not a bad answer. Are they British, though? I don't know. I think so. I don't think it's Oingo Boingo. Nope. I know it's not Oingo Boingo. That was uh, the guy who became a composer for movies. That's right. Danny Elfman. Yeah, that guy. Sure. Devo it is. All right, guys, we're locked in. All right, what you guys got? Houston. <laughs> we Not have Houston. a problem. We named the world, gal- the world golf, the world oil company capital of the world and still got it right. I know we're world golf villages. <laughs> so British New Wave, not a big... Not a great category for me. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I know some, you know, the only ones I can think of that are brothers, Thompson twins. Hold they, me. It would have been early to mid, you know, early oh. to mid 80s. But after you get past that, I, you know, unless you throw out some names of bands, I can do that. I made a list. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Throw out some okay. names and let's go. So, uh, I have Duran Duran. I don't know if these are British or not. Oh, by the way, those are the brothers Duran and Duran. (laughs) Thank you. I was wondering. I was so confused. You nailed it. I've got Duran Duran. I've got Soft Cell. I've got Cure, Talking Heads, Depeche Mode, Flock of Seagulls, Human League, uh, Eurythmics, but that wouldn't be the Eurythmics. So um, that's kind of my list while we were waiting. I had Flock of Seagulls also. Flock of Seagulls, yeah. I think Duran Duran probably had more than three number one hits. I agree, and I don't know if they're British. To be fair, like I'm not sure. You know what I mean? So, well, no, you weren't. I, were you even born in 1980? 
I love the 80s. Oh my gosh, I yes, love Yes, but were you born in 1980? 88, no. thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just trying to think of the different songs. So Flock of Seagulls, the Iran. What about The Cure? The Cure's late. I want to say later. Okay. I don't, if yeah. you're talking 1980, The Cure's more late 80s, early, early 90s. 90s. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah. soft, soft Cell. Uh, same with Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Like a seagull. That one sticks out. I just, I don't know. I'd never heard of Mike or Alley score. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not always what's, I don't always know what's considered new wave British pop either. So. Are, is Devo, is Devo, is that a British? I had them on my list. Yeah. But that song's not theirs. I mean, well, it might be theirs. <laughs> it's not I've their famous heard, song. I've never heard song. Yeah. My hands are up. I gave you a list, y'all. I don't know. I have no thunder yeah. for any of it, to be fair. Except for definitely not Duran Duran, and I, I agree with not Cure. Yeah. It's not Depeche Mode. That's too early. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Flog of Seagulls, Devo, those are all the same time frame. Yeah. yeah. I'm up for either of those. Any of those. I'd be okay with Flock of Seagulls more than let's Devo. Do, yeah, more let's than do Flock Devo? of Seagulls. Yeah. yeah. I think okay, I was be. about to flip a coin, but that's fine. No, no, let's do Flock of Seagulls, Seagulls of yeah. those two. Yeah. All right, so you're saying flock of seagulls. We had the same debate. Kind of, yeah. Yep. I uh, Robert Smith is who started the Cure. Uh, funny thing about the Thompson Twins is there are three of them, and none of them are related. <laughs> funny thing about ZZ Top, the guy whose name is Frank Beard is the only guy without a beard. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but we ended up saying Devo. Oh. <laughs> and we've put Jeremy to sleep. Oh, yeah. You guys done? <laughs> well, Devo was formed in 1973. Damn it. Uh, that was Depeche close. Mode, wow. Depeche Mode is, in fact, a British New Wave pop band formed in 1980. But they are not the answer to this question. Their other hits were Space Age Love Song and I Ran <sighs> So Far oh, Away. All right. It is, in Yay. fact. We did not say Flock of Seagulls in our conversation. Sure we did. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Where? I don't remember. It was like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> remember, <laughs> they just spent like 15 minutes debating. We didn't say Flock of Seagulls at all in our conversation. We did the hair thing. Yeah, well, they were talking. Mm. <laughs> so I said, here's my Flock of Seagulls hair while It was so long, I can't recall what happened before they started talking. <laughs> all right. At the end of the fourth round... Carmela, our score is easy to remember because we didn't add to it. We oh, have good. 79. Matt, Anna, and David swept the round. They have 122. It is now 122 to 79, a huge shift in the fortunes Ooh. of this game. They are running so far away from you. Oh, ha, ha, ha. But, um, Can the next round be math? Uh, the first category of round five is science. 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 There you go. No petroleum uh, questions. Seriously, geez. Uh, all right. The question is, 18th and 19th century British naturalist George Cuvier is often referred to as the father of what branch of science? And his name is George with an S at the end. So I'm never sure if that's George or George's or how to say that. Like George, George Rock. Um, you don't say the S. Yeah. Yeah. So George and the last name Cuvier is C-U-V-I-E-R, which I may have butchered as well. 
All right, we're going to mute. Carmella. Any idea? Yeah, me neither. 18th and 18th and 19th century means late 1700s, early 1800s. Do we think of something like taxonomy? Natural. That's Linnaeus. Okay. Naturalist, though, makes me think of Darwin, right? Right. Darwin would have been much later, though. Yes. It's not genetics, because that was uh, Mendel. Mendel. Botany? There's worse answers out there. What about marine biology? For British? Did he, no, I thought it was a French, French name. It's a French name, but he said British naturalist. Hey, you said British naturalist? Yes. Told you. A British guy's name is Georges Cuvier. Give me a break. Oh, you know what? I, think I totally French. lied. He yeah, actually is French. French. He I, is I, was, French. I was looking at his name like, that is not an English name or British <laughs> but name. Dude. he said British. Yes, he did. I did say British, but I lied. Does that change your answer? No. Well, no. <laughs> we, we haven't started our answer yet. We've been debating over different things. Yeah, sorry about that. The time has come, my friends, to speak of anyway. Many things. All right, we are we're now muting again. Shirts and chips and silly wax and cabbages and kings. Um, and while the sea is boiling hot, the weather sings and wings. <laughs> so, marine biology, you don't like? I don't. Not for that time period. That would probably be more towards, I would say, later in but the eighteenth. The father of it, meaning the first. I understand. <laughs> um, what other things could you be the father of from a natural perspective then? Geology. Maybe. Do naturalists deal with rocks? They're outside. I mean, if it comes to animal stuff, zoology. Yeah. France has coasts. They have, well, they have everything. Paleontology. Uh, that's actually not bad. True. You could be the father of paleontology. It's about around, around about the right time. Are you sure? No, I mean, no, I'm not sure of any of it. <laughs> but I know there's plenty well, of fossils. But you were saying, like, it's about the right time. I'm like, are you sure it's about the right time? I'm thinking about when people started paying attention to fossils. Mm. That feels about right. That's probably the best answer I've said so far. Uh, I don't know. I would lean paleontology. Okay, fine. Paleontology. All right. We're locked in. All right, y'all. What do y'all got? I got a case of the Cuviers. <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe ecology. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know at all. So I'm fairly certain that Jeremy wrote this question set for me. It's the study of fossils <laughs> and plants. Oh. It's paleontology. <laughs> Sorry, you lied. Uh, I did not know you were playing when I wrote these questions. So locking in with paleontology. That is true. He did not know. In fact, we just, because somebody dropped out, David got the third spot for the team and significantly improved their scores, I believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so Carmela and I had a long discussion about this one. Quite long. After a lot more discussion, um, I kind of pushed a little bit for the answer we went with, and that was paleontology. Good job. Paleontology is the correct answer. That's unbelievable. There was just the tiniest, little, tiniest little thing in my head that said Cuvier might be paleontology. Tiniest <laughs> little thing. Yeah, we, right. use, we use biomarkers from fossils to help tell us like what 
age the different strata in the in the ground is, and that's how we decide in certain areas how to like target certain wells and certain reservoirs and stuff. And so. that so that paleontology, like in that era, that's when collecting fossils started to be- become like a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he also like I think he also found it based off of a skull of a some kind of like like a whale. He has a whale named after him, like from like the beaked the Cuvier's beaked whale or something like that. Hmm. Round five, question two. Your category is food slash language. Food language. Food is a four-letter word. That is. What is the Japanese word for freshwater eel? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna mute. Uh, Carmela, do you know? Is it like nagi? There's the unagi. Unagi? No, unagi is urchin, isn't it? That's urchin. Mm-mm. And unagi is would be a, a long, slender kind of thing. What makes what? You're thinking of an umi or oh, an uni? Yeah, uni? Yeah. Okay. So tell me more about unagi. Unagi is uh, a. It might be an eel. I don't know if it's a freshwater eel though. Okay. Tell me more. Where 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 are you getting the knowledge from? So I know it is a real thing uh, in Avatar: The Last Airbender. There was a monster called the Unagi, and uh, it was a very long eel-like fish. I like it. All right, we're locked in. What y'all have? Is it like Unami? Unagi? So, Something? Yeah, so Uni, I know, is urchin, and Unagi is eel. Now, I will say, I don't know if it's like freshwater versus some, I don't know anything about that. Um, but every time I go to like a sushi restaurant and you order unagi, you're getting the eel. So I don't know if it's, if there's a different one that I just have never noticed before, but unagi is what sticks in my head. Same here. Yeah. I have no idea. So we'll go. <laughs> you're the closest one to Japan. I know, you should like, know I these actually, things. There's Japanese food all around me too. I don't, I don't eat seafood. <laughs> oh, it's there. So what is it you locked in with? Unagi. So in Avatar, the last airbender, which is a, children's like it's it's an animated series there's a monster called the unagi who's a big eel looking thing uh so we said unagi well freshwater versus saltwater does make a difference because there is anago and unagi anago is saltwater but freshwater eel is unagi all right nice man we're getting some questions right right that i don't expect to get right carmela i just (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> That's great. All right. Round five, question three. The category is sports. Oh, geez. Oh, you got Matt tennis, on your team, tennis, dude. Matt's tennis, good at sports. Oh, that's right. Matt, Matt, Santa. Anna, yeah, wait Matt, till you Santa. hear what sport it's about. It's going to be curling. Tennis. Hockey. No, neither. There are three main positions on a roller derby team. <laughs> the jammer. Damn it. I knew jammer. The blocker, and this one that can be the most important on the team and set the pace of play. What is that third position? All right, Carmela, do you know? I knew Jammer. And I knew Blocker. I most recently watched uh, the Try Guys Try Roller Derby. So I remember something called the Panty Pass. Right, I told you about that one. Right, and who's the person... Who's tr- like trying to do laps while everybody else is fighting? That's the jammer. That's the jammer. Uh, striker. Striker might be it. I mean, a blocker sounds like a defenseman. A forward mm-hmm. is so we're talking about like the version of a forward, right? It actually might be something like forward. 
Where's Stacy when you I need her? I know, my God. Roller Derby's right there with curling. Which do you like better between striker and forward? I think maybe striker. Yeah, it's got more of a edgy kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. All right. You know, guys, there are two or three sports that come up frequently that just never, ever turn into good answers for me. (laughs) Number one on that list is curling. Number two on that list is roller derby. I just want to say, I'm so sorry, Stacy, I failed you. I, I've looked up stuff about, in fact, we, we knew stuff about roller derby, just not this. We, we had a discussion about panty passing not that long ago. <laughs> we locked in with our answer. All right. Matt, are you going to save us? <laughs> I thought they were talking about sports. I wasn't sure that was one of them. So. Oh, Stacy going to be so mad. Man. Sorry, Stacy. There are going to be like you, six but... listeners who are going to come burn your house down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew Blocker. Sure my... We knew but Jammer. because Yeah, because... My other thought was sweeper, but I think curling might have been stuck in my head when I thought that. So after, I mean, I talk with Stacey kind of a lot, but I'm fairly certain it's called the pivot. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talk about a little bit about roller derby, especially when like we were, I've asked her for questions and stuff, and we've talked about roller derby in that fashion. So I've done a little research, so I would say it's pivot. And I think it's the one that has this stripe on their helmet, if I'm not mistaken. If it makes sense. Okay. That's We're locking with pivot. It's not like we don't talk to Stacy a lot. Right? No. Do you talk about roller derby? Of course I do. Of course okay. I do. do Hell you? no. Give me a break. <laughs> I talk about roller derby. Damn it. I'm so upset. <sighs> We're having moments today. We said striker. Well, the jammer has the star on the helmet. The blocker, I think, has nothing on the helmet. And with the stripe on the helmet is, in fact, the pivot. Hey, David. I do well with sports ball questions that are not like real sports ball. Thank you. You just said it. Not a real sport. <laughs> Sorry, Stacey. I don't, I don't actually believe that. <laughs> you just burned a bridge, brother. You're not getting any more questions from her. <laughs> so maybe instead of not real sport, maybe not traditional sport. Would not be the, the big four. Not the big yeah. four. Not that. At a minimum, uh, they can't double us up at this point. Yay. We have a respectable <laughs> score of 99. We can't catch them. They have 152. We have 99, <laughs> but they will not double us up because they did miss one question so earlier. cannot be a runaway. Yes. She's a little right. runaway. You've missed two midpoint questions and one regular question. On what has not been an easy game. I mean, we've pulled some really hard questions to get our answers over here. There's a method to the madness. That's all I'll say. Mm. All right. We're moving on to round six. Question one. Your category is television. Actress Deidre Hall has played Dr. Marlena Evans, though not continuously, since 1976. On what long-running TV series? I can lock that in, guys. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Carmela? Uh, It's probably going to be a soap. I think it's Days of Our Lives. Not something like General Hospital? Nope. Okay, so Days of Our Lives. There's a character named Marlena, I think, who was married to Bo, I think. 
I know how much you love your stories. And she was a psychiatrist, I think. You think? I think. I think. My stepbrother, Sean, in the 90s, when I was in high school, would watch Days of Our Lives. And so when we'd get home at like 2.30, 2.45 some days, he'd have Days of Our Lives on and he'd watch every day. And so I know about Stefano and I know about... Actually, I just hit the end of... No, Billy. I know about Billy. I know Billy is... And I just hit the end of my knowledge. But I think it's Days of Our Lives. Billy! All right, fine. Days of Our Lives. Yeah, it's Days of Our Lives. She was married to Roman and... Roman! Um, the other guy, Joe Hope, is married to Bo. Billy! Billy and Bo. I, I like, Jonathan, how you you don't admit to watching the show. It was yeah, but all you your knew more than on. I did. I actually watched the show. Hey, I... Remember I, stuff. I don't watch soap operas, but I know everything about. But he it. plays them on TV. Days of our lives. Round six, question two. Your category is food slash advertising. The slogan for what product that became very popular during the Great Depression was a meal for four in nine minutes for an everyday price of 19 cents. Oh, my gosh. Is it like the bird's eye frozen dinner? Perhaps? Could be. I'm wondering about the frozen part. I don't know how ubiquitous ice boxes were. Right. In the Depression. Yeah, you're right. I agree. That's Probably looking at something canned. Or box. I mean, nine minutes, so you're cooking it. Mm-hmm. They said ubiquitous. They said very popular. I said ubiquitous about ice boxes. Oh. Spam or Campbell's soup or Chef Boyardee, something, you know, something like that. Hamburger helper. I mean, it's, I feel like it's going to be something with like meat and potatoes. Probably. That's why the, and I know Bird's Eye came around around then because i was always shocked i was like wait a minute you had frozen food in the 30s that's the best i have so you must say bird's eye frozen dinners yeah okay all right it won't be the worst answer we've given but it might but be, it might be <laughs> up there it might be up there we've locked in all righty so if you guys i have no i have no idea but i could tell you what i wrote down so I'm trying to think about like what families would eat. And so I wrote down peanut butter. I wrote tuna. I wrote, so my grandpa used to work at a Hormel station, Hormel like place in Nebraska. So it made me think of like spam and corned beef hash. So I'm trying to think like of that kind of thing. You know I what I mean? Like ha- I'm thinking now that you said hash, spam doesn't take nine minutes to cook. I live in the land of spam. I eat it raw, so I don't know what you're talking about. Spam, spam, <laughs> wonderful spam. There's no shortage of spam here, but True. I'm thinking something like something like hash is probably the answer. Yeah, I was thinking like uh, you know a soup. You could nine minutes to heat it up. Kind of on the stove. Campbell's soup. I thought uh-huh. a soup too, but I didn't know if one can would feed. <laughs> Although during the Great Depression, it might have fed four people. What size a can? Yeah, yeah, just, you know, beans. I mean, beans. Beans is good. Carmel passed out, by the way. (laughs) You don't like this riveting talk about spam? (laughs) No, that's not it at all. (laughs) I wanted, I I initially, like my initial thought was breast milk because the ending of the book, (laughs) Grapes of Wrath. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> I, I don't think there was going to be advertisements for that. On the... You mean they didn't eat the grapes at the end? <laughs> um, yeah, they had those so grapes I... the whole time. <laughs> and I was trying to remember what my dad told me he ate because he was alive during the Great Depression. Tuna noodle casserole. I'm going to guess not much. So what are y'all okay with? Um, I'm okay with either tuna, uh, corned beef hash, or I guess soup. Campbell's soup. Yeah, I wrote, actually wrote down Campbell's soup. Well, let's go with soup then, I soup. think. Soup. Campbell's soup. Lock in soup. You know, he, they said Hormel, and I was like, I wonder if it's Hormel chili. Oh, it could be. <laughs> so we named a lot of stuff, but we don't know anything about what people ate in the 30s. Uh, the best information i had is that i remember being shocked to learn how early the frozen dinner was invented so we went ahead and said the bird's eye frozen dinner not a bad answer uh the answer is a little product from craft mac and known cheese. as mac and cheese oh. mac and cheese shucks that does not feed a family of four that feeds just me and I'm still hungry yeah. afterwards. Well, in 1930, it probably... Yeah, you... You, <laughs> you were... ate what you could. <laughs> in 1932, yeah. you were an Adonis, dude. <laughs> All right. Round six, question three. Your category is... And uh, maybe I should say, instead of sports, real sports. Oh. You know, David. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this one's going to be about real sports, David. Uh, <laughs> Unlike what David Frank, said I'm... about roller derby. But... but Sports slash literature. So you still have a chance. What professional sports team's name comes from the pseudonym used by Washington Irving on his first major published book in 1809? We'll be back. Holy crap. Done. I know I'm so done. Okay, <laughs> Washington Irving did Johnny Appleseed. Oh, and is that what he did? Yeah, he's the fables kind of guy. Oh. I think. Okay, so no, Washington Irving did Ichabod Crane. I was like, didn't he do Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, he did Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> okay, so uh, are there any horsemen, headless horsemen? No, no. But that's the idea would be to find a team who's got a name that could be like a name, right? Not the Highlanders or the Red Sox or whatever. It doesn't feel like baseball. Oh, what if he called himself the Boston Celtic? All right, let's not prolong it. Let's say Boston Celtics. All right. All right, we're locked in. When it comes to this and the sports team, Washington Irving wrote a lot of stuff about the New York area, the Catskills and those type of areas. And the name that kind of stick out to me um, from a sports standpoint, was the Knickerbockers, the New York Knicks. Sounds good to me. Yeah, that was good to me. I only had books written by Irving. There's only three of them, so none of them had New York in it. So that's, I defer to you. So go with Knickerbockers, the New York Knicks, NBA. All right. Uh, Carmela and I, I think, have reached our, <laughs> our um, exhaustion point for today because neither one of our brains are working anymore. Uh, we knew it was the New England area. We did not hone in on New York the way you did, so we said that he might have called himself the Boston Celtic. Well, the name of the book was A History of New York from the Beginning of the World to the End of the Dutch Dynasty. The pseudonym he used was Diedrich 
Knickerbocker. Wow. Nice, nice Thanks, job, Matt. Nick. Solid grip, Matt. Thanks. All right. Now, we have come to the gauntlet, but what is our score update? In many countries, they would call this a thrashing. <laughs> Scores going into the gauntlet are 172 to 109. It is a 63-point lead. Well, but not a runaway. Anybody want to guess at what the category is for the gauntlet? I will tell you this, in case none of you picked up on it, there has been a distinctive theme to every round and the entire set of questions today. It's friends. That is 100% correct. The theme of the category for the gauntlet is friends. I picked that up about halfway through the fourth round. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have should have worked should have worked on that and uh, I, used mac and, mac and cheese killed me. That's where I got that one. It's like uh, Joey's show. Yep. Oh. I didn't watch every Friends. round. Every round specifically was a reference to one of the six main characters of Friends. The six movies at halftime, each one of them starred one of the six cast members oh. of Friends. Uh huh. And of course, the warm it up Chris was the must see TV on Thursdays. The worst. Uh, so, Friends happens to be my favorite show, by the way. And Bill Pastick, this one's for you, buddy. Little Milky <laughs> Steve with your trivia. <laughs> All right. Carmela and I have got to lock our wager in then. Yep. By the way, when I say the category is Friends, this does not mean that it, the whole thing is not just about the TV show Friends. The category is Friends. All right. Our wager's locked in. Okay, do we do we talk about our wager in front of you guys? You could, or I could just tell you what your wager is going to be. <laughs> it's not that hard to figure out. It doesn't matter know. if you talk about it in front of us because we can't change our wager. So what do y'all want to wager? Might I suggest 47? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> in the honor of the friends, major. six. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Are you okay with 47? Yes. Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. We're locking in 47. All right. Your category for the gauntlet is friends. Here are your questions. Part one. These friends of mine was the original name for what history making sitcom that ran from 1994 to 1999. Part one, These Friends of Mine was the original name for what history-making sitcom that ran from 1994 to 1999. All right, we're locked in. Yep, we're locked in. Question two, That's What Friends Are For was a huge hit and was the number one song of 1986. The song was billed as being by Dion and Friends, as Dion Warwick was the main artist, but the Friends were also three very famous musical artists. Name two of those three friends that recorded the song with Dionne Warwick. All right, we are locked in. Yep, we're locked in. Question three. And the only question of the night that's actually kind of about the TV show, friends. Four women that have won a Best Actress in a Leading Role Oscar also appeared in at least one episode of the TV show Friends. Name any three of those four women. All right, we're locked in. Um, I'm good. Sure. Okay, sounds okay. good. All right. 
So let's run it through again. This time when you hit the question, you don't have to give the whole question. You can just give parts of it. All right. Uh, number one, these friends of mine, the original name of what show? So Carmela and I had a debate between two different shows. We thought that Ellen DeGeneres show might be an answer and or Ellen might be an answer. Um, but Carmela was thinking that it didn't last until 1999. So that was a possible history making show. The other possible history making show would be living single, um, which had four black female leads and was also the first show produced by a black female. Uh, so, or the first hit show, I believe. Uh, so we went back and forth and went with living single. This was Anna's Anna. Where'd you go? We went with Ellen. Ah, oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Question two. That's what friends are for by Dion and friends Name two of the three friends. First, when we were muted, I sang and y'all missed it. (laughs) <laughs> it's actually pretty I genuinely clapped for him <laughs> so that's making that the standing final up cut for? that's <laughs> making the final cut by God at the last minute I remembered Stevie Wonder and we were struggling for another one and ended up going with Michael Jackson All right. so we went with uh, Stevie Wonder and then we were fairly certain about Elton John but we thought maybe the woman was uh uh, Gladys Knight, but we are not 100% sure. So we went with Elton John and Stevie Wonder. I was, we were looking for a white guy. We thought there was a white guy in there, and we, we talked about Bruce Springsteen and went away from that. Uh, I, think, I think during your discussion, we recognized the third person, and we were just off of it with Michael Jackson. <laughs> All right. Question three uh, of the four women that won a Best Actress in a Leading Role Oscar, name three of the ones that appeared on Friends. Uh, we were taking cherry cherry shots, pot shots. What do you call those? We were throwing darts. Uh, we were looking for parents. Uh, we guessed Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin and then thought maybe Gwyneth Paltrow had been in an episode. So we said Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, we uh, we kind of came up with uh, we our three. Uh, Helen Hunt, we know she won an Oscar. She did a crossover onto Friends from her Mad About You uh, show. Uh, Reese Witherspoon played uh, Rachel's sister, younger sister. And then uh, our third one was uh, Susan Sarandon. But we also thought Kathleen Turner, who actually played Chandler's dad, could be one as well. We're not sure she won an Oscar, but I'm pretty certain Susan Sarandon did. So we went with Susan Sarandon, Reese Witherspoon, and Helen Hunt. All right. Well, Jeremy. Yes. What are the correct answers to the questions in the gauntlet? These Friends of Mine was the original title of the history-making sitcom Ellen. Ah. I'm pretty sure I watched it when it was called These Friends of Mine. No. That's what Friends are for. You jit for Dionne Warwick and Friends. The three friends were Gladys Knight, oh, Elton John, and Stevie Wonder. Elton John. Man, man, man. The four women that have won a Best Actress in a Leading Role Oscar and have appeared on at least one episode of the TV show Friends. In the one after the Super Bowl, 
She played Susie Underpants Moss, uh, former schoolmate of Chandler's. Julia Roberts. One for Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts. Susan Sarandon did win for Dead Man Walking, and she did play the actress whose brain got put into Joey's character's body on Days of Our Lives. Reese Witherspoon did, in fact, play one of Rachel's sisters, and she won for Walk the Line. The fourth woman, she had a very, very small role, just walked into Central Park and out, and she did so as her character from Mad About You. It was, in fact, Helen Hunt. Buckman, and she, of course, won for as good as it gets. So once proving once and for all that Jonathan knows more about days of our lives than friends, (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 undeniable. So um, you guys bet 47 and that puts you at what? 219 without doing the math, just guessing at it. That is correct. 219. Carmel and I only bet 105. So we finished with four juicy points. Uh, the the juicy f- baby. final score is 219 to four. That's Congratulations. Well done. I have to be honest. I thought about at the beginning telling you that there was a theme and seeing if that change things or not and then i thought no it'd be more fun to play it and not let them know and see if they can pick up on it i can guarantee you that that theme would have helped them more than us because (laughs) neither of us were really friends i wouldn't have argued paleontology with you so much oh well hey there's that (laughs) oh my gosh all right well do you guys have time to stick around while i read a couple of reviews sure yep beautiful first up we have stargazer j13 And it says, warning, warning, danger, Will Robinson, danger. If you are thinking of Matt LeBlanc, (laughs) if you are dedicated to other podcasts, do not listen to this show. Seriously, I have an hour long commute. I've listened to 15 or so podcasts religiously for a number of years since finding Trivial Warfare. I haven't listened to another podcast for well over a month. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty freaking cool right there. The questions hit the perfect sweet spot of challenging, but not impossibly so. The banter between the hosts is awesome, and the pacing is perfect. As a listener, you feel like part of the Warfare family, and I'm continually impressed by how much the fans are embraced and appreciated. I've never left a review before, but was absolutely compelled to by the entertainment and brain massage I get from this show. Absolutely addictive. Thank you, thank you. Hashtag team Carmella. Yay, thank you. And our last review today is by all. Oh no, it's titled "All Year." It's by La Foister. La Foister says one of the best trivia podcasts on the air right now. I always look forward to the newest episode and devour it ASAP after it drops. I rated you five stars, even though Chris is a Gator fan, which is almost, but not quite as bad. As being a UGA fan. <laughs> Go Jackets. The Go re- dogs. <laughs> the rapport the regulars have and the banter back and forth is reminiscent of my old trivia team and certainly brings back good memories. The variety of questions is always great, and the best part about the show is when I get to yell at my car radio asking, why the hell don't you guys know that? Knowing full well it's a little different when pride is on the line. Thanks so much for making my rides to work so entertaining. Here's to many, many more episodes Hashtag Team Ben Mella. Thanks, Cameron LaFoy, Fayetteville, Georgia. Thank you very much. Thanks, Cameron. 
And now we have reached the part of the show where we recognize our promotions in the Trivial Warfare Army. First up, we have a new lieutenant. It is Jason Buell. Jason, welcome and thank you. You are awesome. I hope you're enjoying that exclusive content that we put out there for lieutenants and above. Clinton Reese has joined us as a new captain. Thank you, Clinton. Welcome. It is, uh, it's good to have you here, man. And last but not least, just recently, Daniel Kennedy joined us as a new major. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you so much. As most of you guys know, Trivial Warfare is a homegrown product. We do not have any corporate overlords or other backing, so any money that we're able to make comes either from advertising or from listeners like you guys. So anytime one of you partners with us to support what we're doing financially, it really does mean the world to us. Thank you so much. If you want to be like one of these awesome people, you can go check out the different tiers of donation at TrivialWarfareArmy.com. All right. And guys, we give everybody who comes on the show a chance to do shout outs or to uh, promote a cause that they're interested in. So, uh, Anna, we will start with you. Well, I would like to implore you to donate or volunteer your time to the Special Olympics in your area. But my son, my son that's here, that 15 year old, is on a Special Olympics team and their team does bocce ball and track. So cool. That's awesome. Thank you Good so luck. much. Love it. What exactly is bocce ball? It's like lawn bowling. Oh, I can bowl. I can lawn bowl. I might be good at bocce ball. You would tower yeah, over everybody. If you, <laughs> if you find an Italian bar, there's probably a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is different than my normal life, How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... It's a big Italian thing. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, you know, it's one of those... It's close enough to score, so here you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, David, your turn, my friend. Uh, I'm just a giant, giant proponent of random acts of kindness, so just go out there and do something nice for somebody, and that would really go a long way for someone. All right, and Matt, your turn. Well, not really a cause, but we talked about this earlier. I just want to give a shout-out to my daughter who's going to turn 10 on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Amelia. Happy Happy birthday, Amelia. On Monday, she'll be 10 and finishing up the fourth grade, looking towards fifth grade next year. Fantastic. And Jeremy. I just want to say thanks for having me on. It's always fun to do these kinds of things. I love it. I'll echo uh, David and Anna when I say just go out and do good things for uh, people and, uh, you know, enjoy life a little bit. And Jeremy, tell people a little bit about where they might be able to find your shows that your company hosts. Uh, so BrainBashTrivia.com uh, or BrainBashTrivia on Facebook. I do a lot of themed trivia night so a lot of trivia all about the show friends or all about harry potter or the office uh, and i do a lot of corporate events and for those depending on what your budget is uh, i'll pretty much travel anywhere in the country but i'm focused out of the uh, midwest and chicagoland area so brainbashtrivia.com and brainbashtrivia on facebook like it love it live it thanks there we go very cool All right, well, that is going to wrap us up. So for David, for Matt, for Anna, Jeremy, and Carmella, my name's Jonathan, and this has been another episode of Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Trivial Warfare. To learn more about the show and become a warhead yourself, visit TrivialWarfare.com. 
You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or in any other good podcast app. And find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Trivial Warfare. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. If you need help with your podcast, find it at propodcastingservices.com. Yeah, I know. It's, Sorry. it's like really like I'm right underneath a vent. So it's like super cold. I'm already cold in general. Like I always wear a jacket no matter what. So I was like, I'm now yeah, not. I was cold like, anymore. I got a free show. That was like a clown car <laughs> of, of shirts right there. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It was a new I, one every time you looked up. I don't charge. I don't charge a dime for it all. Oop, David disappeared. No, they don't need him. I think he's just picking his nose. That's not what's the no, sound like. Yeah. Look it would that. be the wind that would be the problem. Yeah, <laughs> the plus there's very the little uh, uh, there's very little uh, Wi Fi on the beaches here. Exactly. They have no it's Hawaii. They have hi fi. <laughs> uh, oh, oh god. All right. Uh and Jeremy Conman reminded that everybody that deserves a Hawaiian punch. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out on a road trip recently. Uh Andrew Thomas was heading down to Houston to catch some games at uh uh Astros home park. That is a good stadium. Yeah, for sure. He can't be bothered to come visit me in Austin. I know, right? That's it's not sure. that far away, Andrew. Jeez. All right, but damn it, the homepage you go to is not Bing. It's it's the thing I was talking about. It's, it's just MSN. when you yeah, choose the search. search yeah. It's only it's when you use the search. Bing. Which is what it is. That search engine. Don't start with me right now. <laughs> start with you whenever I want. <laughs> Bring it on, squirrel nuts. Let's go. There's nothing to be sorry for. Does anybody ever, since we're talking about whales, and I'm feeling like it, does anybody ever just wonder how amazing narwhals are? <laughs> the unicorn of the sea. Like, but, I mean, how improbable is a narwhal? Narwhals, narwhals, swimming in the ocean, causing a commotion, because they are so awesome. Narwhals, narwhals, swimming in the ocean. They're pretty big and pretty white to be a polar bear in a light... <laughs> okay. Coming to a concert hall near you soon. <laughs> For good times and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. Uh, I'm trying to think. This is a genuine clap. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> That's sweet.